From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 603. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Enigma Stationery. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, thinking about inks and, uh, you know, spinning uh, my brain around in circles uh, all over uh, stationary stuff, which is <laughs> which is why we're here, which is why I do what I do. And uh, it's it's never not interesting in the stationary world, which is a funny thing to say out loud. So I have some follow up for you, Brad. Mm-hmm. This is in regards to our listener who wrote in last time that they'd had a house fire and the pens were damaged by soot and there was a cleaning offered by the insurance company. And we both had some feelings about what we would do, but we wanted to see if any of our listeners had any um, experience of this. So we had two people write in. Sarah wrote in to say, I would opt to have them attempt to clean them as long as there is a clause to allow for refurbishment if the cleaning is not successful, especially if you have some unique items. Good luck. Insurance claims are rough, though. Yes. The type mm-hmm. of coverage will impact it as well. Replacement coverage or standard coverage could make a difference. Replacement coverage entitles you to more specific replacements, but on unique items like pens, they may be specifically excluded unless itemized and approved. And Jenny says... Uh, Unfortunately, I believe these pens are gone. My mother's workplace had a fire and there were items not burned, but covered in soot. We tried to salvage some pens that were there, but even though they were intact visibly, they smelled so badly of smoke, there was no way of using them. Even though they might be able to make the pens look normal, they may have damage, chemical leaking, etc. If there are pens that are very likely important to this person, maybe keep them in a vitrine to look at, but the smell will most likely be terrible and there might be unseen damage on the material level that could be even more harmful. Yeah, I think this goes back to why I replied the way I did and said I would just take the claim, right, and and just write off the whole thing and be done with it. Because I'm always going to have this unanswered question in the back of my head. And I, I personally don't do well with that, <laughs> having that information. <laughs> I would rather just have a clean slate and, and go from there. So um, thank you for the feedback. I did share this feedback uh, with the person who was going through this. And they mentioned to me that they did attempt to clean them and it was not going well. And that they were pretty sure they were just going to be able to um, yeah, take the claim. go to the take the claim. Take the claim. They were not be made, uh, as, as Sarah is uh, discussing, you know, what level of insurance you have. They weren't be made completely whole, um, but they're going to, they felt good about, you know, at least getting something. And uh, like that was kind of the path that they were, they were going down. So it's, it stinks. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do appreciate the feedback. That was a really, I, I appreciate someone like reaching out with that question because like that's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, not having an answer and having um, the community who I, I would, I would, I told this person, I said, I would bet money we have someone out there that's gone through something like this. So it was nice yeah. to get some of the, some of the feedback uh, from, from all the listeners. So I do appreciate that. Speaking of feedback, Mike, okay. I have some for Lamy. Oh, again? <laughs> again. <laughs> Lamy Dark Lilac has entered the chat, Mike. Mm. What are we going to do? What are we going to do here? So, this is going to be a difficult. I've, I've kind of, I'm actually kind of dreading discussing this because it is not a black and white 
type of situation and it's just very weird and how Lamy's handling this and I don't know what's right and what's wrong and what's real and what's not. So let me at least give a little bit of background uh, about what we're talking about. So most recently, the Lamy Pink Cliff and Violet Blackberry or Lamy Safaris, two new special editions for 2024. So those pens have launched. They're out. They're available. They have mm-hmm. matching inks, also named Pink Cliff and Violet Back Blackberry. Hey, what color do you think Pink Cliff ink is, Mike? Just, you know, sidebar. As in, what should I think it should be, or what do I think yeah. it is looking at the thing? I mean, I think it would be pink. Yeah, you would think it would be pink, but what color is it? It's more like a blue. Yeah, it's like blue-black. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, Is the there most a place the called Pink Cliff? Like, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, it's probably for a different podcast. I don't know. I don't know that one. So, like Pink Cliff and Violet Blackberry, you know, they Lamy did the whole the whole kit of special editions. So you have the Safari pens, two, yeah, two roller balls, two ball points, and two inks. Okay, so they've done like the full the full send with this, and I think they look awesome. I like these. I've bought all the things. Like I don't have them in yet, but uh, they're they're all on the way. But people are starting to be able to test the inks and test them out, and everyone's liking them. And I think, you know, it's pretty well received, this special edition. Okay? So that's uh, part one. Um, years ago, I want to say 2019, Lamy made a purple special edition called Dark Lilac. And this was around the same time they also did uh, Petrol. So they made the safaris there was a purple one there was a blue one they had matching inks a purple ink and a blue ink and the dark lilac ink ended up being a very very popular ink so it's 2016 thank you chat is is correcting me wow that was even further back than i thought um so the dark lilac was very interesting in that it had this really neat green sheen right um and that was kind of an outlier for Lamy. And purple inks always do super well. Like, I love purple inks. A lot of people love purple inks. And that, that just became this very highly sought-after limited edition, right? I think later on, like, up to, like, a year or so ago, these bottles of 50-milliliter dark lilac inks are going for mid-100s, like $150, maybe even more on eBay. So it's very, very popular ink. So... Around the same time, Pink Cliff and Violet Blackberry, the 2024 safaris, have come out. Mm. Lamy has now added in certain areas of their website and have told certain retailers there is a, another ink available called dun, 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 Lamy Dark Lilac, currently available. So we have a link to the the German uh, Lamy shop. You can order Dark Lilac. There are a few European vendors where you can order what's called Lamy Dark Lilac ink. People have received Lamy Dark Lilac ink. People have tested Lamy Dark Lilac ink. It is not the same as the original. At least it's, I have not tested these in person, clearly. Looking at images, it doesn't look anything like the original Dark Lilac to me. The Dark Lilac is a very striking color. Like, you could almost pick that out of a crowd, even if you're not very familiar with these inks. Um, It's a very, very obvious-looking color. Um, What Lamy is now has available as Dark Lilac does not match the original Dark Lilac. So I'm saying all this to say I have no clue what's going on here. Um, It's interesting 
but it's frustrating in the fact that it's just straight up confusing, right? There's this product that exists that's the same name of one of the most popular inks they have ever made, at least in the past decade, if not longer. And it's not the same. They're not recreating it. There's very little information. And it's just weird. Like, it's it's just weird. I, I'm saying all this to say that I don't have answers on why this is happening, what this is. Is this real? Is this not? I, there's people that are, you can order, you can go order a bottle called Lamy Dark Lilac Ink right now. But it's not anything like what the original was. So I just wanted to throw all this out there because there's a lot of confusion going around right now, yeah. um, which is Lamy's fault to be straight up. <laughs> like they're, they've they launched this product with the name of one of the most famous products they've ever made and said nothing. There's no clarity. There's no universal agreement on it either. Like it's super, super strange. And then all of this happening at the same time they're launching this special edition that's kind of in the realm of dark lilac. Like we could read we could have reintroduced Lamy dark lilac with one of these pens, right? Like in this special edition kit, right? It matches the, the color schemes. So I don't know. Um, there's going to be now Lamy dark lilac confusion out there. And that's the frustrating part. But like, I have no idea like what's going on here other than it looks like it actually exists and people can order it. But I'm certainly not comfortable saying it's anything like what the original Dark Lilac was like. So don't go expecting to find the same type of thing um, if you're looking for Lamy Dark Lilac ink. And now it's just caused a problem for everybody, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I think it's a mistake. Like, do you think they made a mistake? I, that's what I can't figure out. Like, they, so like, they, they actively just... added a product on a page called Dark Lilac is on the just, Lamy site. Is the only place that the words Dark Lilac exist on this product page? No, there's vendors that have it in, in the European market. Okay. I mean, so that's, that, that, mean, that tells me they're getting that information from Lamy from to sell Lamy, this product. Yeah. But if you go to the same Lamy site in the US version, it's not, it's not listed there. Do you ever? Th- mm, this is a can of worms, but like, <laughs> do you think that maybe I don't even really know how to answer this question? Ask this question. You, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it in the most disrespectful way I can think of. Do you think that maybe mm-hmm. we just care too much? Like that. <laughs> well, okay. So what's like, funny? Do, do you is think Lamy? Like my not, next. They're not trying to screw, screw people. They're just like they just want to call this ink dark lilac, and like it's just like it doesn't matter to them. But it matters. So it's to us. funny. Related to your question, the next statement I was going to make before you even asked me that question was: everyone can go erase the last five minutes of this podcast because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Like because they've <laughs> because, just created a new ink called yep. dark lilac. It's like calling a new ink blue, right? Like yeah. But what what you want, that was a thing that existed then. They've created a new ink now, and they've decided they want to call it Dark Lilac, but it doesn't hold the same Mm -hmm. properties. But, like, (laughs) it's kind of, it doesn't doesn't really matter, right? Like, that's the... Yeah. I know these (laughs) things matter to us, obviously, 603 (laughs) episodes in. But, like, sometimes, what, what is the phrase? Like, don't, don't attribute malice to what could be 
like yes i'm gonna i'm gonna come up with a different phrase here it's like do not like prescribe malice where it could otherwise just be incompetence like yeah yeah which is is kind of what's happening because there's no they should have just given it a different name like of course because you know it's not like the pen the pen isn't called dark lilac is it that they've released so Mm -hmm. like they should just give it a different name just lilac would be fine you know like that would also be okay just lilac would be fine so yeah it all doesn't matter but like this is what we we love to talk about but yeah this one this one is extremely weird because there is no like i don't have an answer like there's no clarity on it and i don't know but it's fun to talk about it's from togo it's hanlon's razor yeah which is like a like occam's razor is about like Mm -hmm. the simplest thing uh, mm-hmm. Hanlon's razor is never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. But like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say stupidity, right? Because sure. that, I, I, for me, it's just like, it's maybe we need to make Mike's razor here. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> do not attribute to malice what could be answered by. It's not. I mean, it, a lack it, of attention. It could be a simple. It could be as simple as this. Someone that's been with the company for two years may not have like the full grasp. That's exactly what the, I think has the, happened. The Lamy yeah. Dark Lilac experience from eight years ago, right? But also as well, do Lamy even know that people <laughs> well, love that, this ink? Uh, that's a different podcast. <laughs> We've had that podcast. I a think they might time. not Does even Lamy know. Does Lamy even know? Yeah. Like, why would they even know? Like, is it even <laughs> important for them to know? Do not all of their special links sell out? So, like, why is this one? You know, like it's 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 got. It reminds me of like Mont Blanc Lucky Orange, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the. Do you remember? The, oh yeah, we that's a whole the, thing. And there was the Lamy one, right? Do you remember the cartridges that we had? Yeah. Years so ago? it was um, Pacific Blue. What do they call it? That so they made turquoise. Well, the orange. The we had the bronze cartridges that were the orange cartridges yeah. that were like not for retail sale. Yeah. I still have like ten packs of those that someone yep, sent me, like me from a retailer. But Lamy has duplicated an ink in the past. Uh, I want to call, gosh, y'all, y'all chat will have to correct me what color it was. But Lamy Turquoise was basically repackaged to match an, an AL star. Um, I think it was Pacific Evan Blue. Evan has helped create, a given better wording, this is Mike's razor, all right? Okay, ready. Do go. not attribute to malice that which could be attributed to other people not caring as much as you do about that one hyper-specific thing. <laughs> There we go. Can that be the show title? <laughs> uh, I don't think it will. It wouldn't fit. I mean, we could tr- mm, we could try. <laughs> I mean, let me see what happens if I paste that into the CMS. It will probably break, but we'll find out. But yeah, La- so that's the, the reason why you have to ask these questions is because Lamy for people who have been around a Brad, long time, it fits. Okay, yeah. So let's that's just the title. let's just see what happens. <laughs> that's the episode. <laughs> So Lamy has done this before where they've taken an existing ink and renamed it and said, hey, look, Pacific Blue. And it's like, no, that's like turquoise. You've already sold that or you sell that part of your regular lineup, which is totally fine. Just be straightforward with it. Like, I don't know. We've already spent way too long on this. And I knew that's exactly how this would go because there is no clear answer to this. This is all like gray. Um, And so I I knew I would just talk in circles around this. But Lamy's doing weird stuff. Shocker. 
This episode is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out from the crowd by taking a beautiful website, customize it exactly how you want, engage directly with your audience in the ways that matter to you and them, and sell your products, your services, even the content that you create. Squarespace has got everything that you need all in one place. You just choose a template from one of their fantastic template options. They're all professionally designed. You have a whole gallery that you can look through. They have designs for every category and use case, but they're very customizable. You can change the way they look, the colors, the layout, the content, the fonts, everything. You can add features as you wish to fit your unique needs and disable the things that you don't need. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want so your idea, brand, or business will stand out on every device. Like you might be making a site for your gallery, but you find uh, a site like a site that's meant to be for a band or something, but you like the way it looks, but you can just customize it however you want. They're just starting points that you're able to customize. And this is all possible thanks to Fluid Engine, Squarespace's next generation website design system. It is drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. It's built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site, allowing you to customize every design detail. You can Contact your customers in the way they want to be contacted with Squarespace email campaigns. You can encourage your visitors to sign up as email subscribers and start them on a journey to becoming loyal customers. Again, you just start with an email template that you can customize the way that you want. And they also have built-in analytics to measure the impact of every email that you send. This is also the same for Squarespace in general. You can learn how to grow your site and your business with Squarespace's analytics. You can learn where your site visitors and your sales are coming from. Analyze which channels are most effective for you. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Go and check out Squarespace for yourself today. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and sign up for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the code penaddict to check out and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict and use the code penaddict when you sign up and you will get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, Mike, we have a shout out of the week. Shout out of the week. That was accidentally Squarespace, uh, by the way. I didn't realize uh, mm. we were having Squarespace sponsorship today. But the Fountain Pen Pharmacist runs on Square, Squarespace, and I love their site. They always do uh, really good ink reviews. I really like um, checking out the matching palettes that they always set up, what other colors match. They've interviewed, uh, interviewed reviewed so many inks over the years that they're able to like kind of pull from what they reviewed previously, look at comparable inks, and it's just a very consistent, good quality site. If you aren't following Fountain Pen Pharmacist uh, at their Squarespace site, fountainpenpharmacist.com, or on Instagram, you're missing out because they do a really fantastic job. Very cool. All right, Mike, since we were on Lamy, I figured I would keep up, uh, keep playing the hits, and uh, let's talk about Sailor. For a minute, we'll have Who? a temporary. Uh, uh, we'll have a Who? temporary, <laughs> temporary moratorium lifted, um, because ninjas, Mike. But before we get into the ninjas, I just want to say why we have a sailor moratorium. Since January thirty first, Mike. So twenty days in the last twenty days, as we're recording this podcast, Sailor has released eleven special edition pens. Let's go. The, I- the Iris Nebula. Has released two pens, a Pro Gear and a Pro, Pro Gear Slim and a Pro Gear. Uh, the Smoothie series has released five 
uh, different pastel color pens because they've never done that before. Um, and then most recently in the past few days, uh, they've released four ninja pens. So I just want to be clear. <laughs> that's a lot of pens. Literally in 20 days, they've released 11 pens. But I did want to talk about the ninja pens because a lot of people have asked me to. A lot of people have shared this with me. They're really cool. The reason we... We, we don't talk about Sailor not because we don't love them. I love all my Sailor pens. I love everything that they make. It's just a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's we, a it lot. was it was it was getting to be too much on the show to just like keep talking about every single pen that they made. Yeah, yeah. So I, they finally broke me about a year ago, where it was just like I couldn't keep up, and it was getting frustrating. Because now but, I'm like I'm on the website. Did you know they made a sterling silver 1911? Uh, I think so. Like that is a last great. Year, I think I like, did see that. It's made for, as they say, to celebrate life's milestones. It is a good mm-hmm. pen for like weddings and stuff. Like, yeah, I bet that thing. Is yeah, like that's chunky. a. It's like it's a statement type of mm-hmm. pen. Yeah. So, I, how much is forty nine grams? Forty nine grams. I thought you were gonna say forty nine grand. That would have been forty nine thousand grams. <laughs> Just to put into yeah. perspective, a usual. Uh, 1911 is 17 grams. Okay. So that's quite a bit heavier. Yep, yep. So the Ninja Fountain Pen has four different models where there is artwork done on each of these pens to... I guess talking about these ninja missions, night raids, sabotage, and assassination. But the most important mission was to invade the enemy's camp, gather information on the enemy's situation, and convey this information to the Lord. So this is from the Muromachi period, 1336 to 1573, to the Edo period, 1603 to 1868. So we have artwork uh, characterizing these eras. I, I mean, I think it's like legit cool. Like I, yeah, I don't have great. any interest in getting one of these like for myself, but I love looking at these and I would love to see these in person. I think what they're pretty the neat. What the process is? Is it Makai work or is it? <sighs> like it doesn't specifically say uh, link to the page. Let me double check. Oh, this is a better link. Oh, it is Makai. Uh, yeah. So here's yeah. a better link. Let me put this in the in the show notes. PMMA resin with Yubu Makai. So I'm going to add this link here. Very cool. Um, which looks like a little bit of a different... Um, so yeah, so one, two, three, four, yeah, four different pens. Um, and they have some close-ups on this page. The artwork is great. I I don't know. I really I really like these. Like I I just wanted to be sure to to give them give them some props. Lift the moratorium temporarily, and uh, just kind of appreciate what these pens are. And uh, they're kind of cool. So I do like the other ones too, though. The Iris Nebula is a really cool looking pen. Iris so is cool. Clear, I mean, smoothies demonstrate a blue sparkly. They need to. They need to break out of whatever they're doing with like the smoothie series, just in the broader context. Like every like five pin set is always like these these past. It's either drinks or birds or inks or something. It's all the same like kind of category. It's I like it's almost the same extra parts. So. I don't agree with you. I I, I think that all they're doing is just trying to find reasons to release five pens in five different colors and they just give them a name like isn't it better to give them a name than just to be like here's the blue one because you know what will happen (laughs) someone will have like a favorite blue one and then they'll release Mm -hmm. another one called blue and then everyone's gonna get really (laughs) mad about it yeah i know i know so so they just they just give them names 
Yeah, no, it's. I'm just saying they like give me something different, but like this is why there's a moratorium because I just get uh, yeah, yeah. overwhelmed, I overwhelmed by all the all the releases. But that doesn't discount the fact I think they're really cool. Like mm-hmm. I really like the smoothie ones. Like they're super awesome. It's just like as soon as I turn around, like there's gonna be another set out there, and it's gonna be really awesome too. And it's just a lot. It's a lot. All right. Something I've been asking for for years is actually happening, and I'm a I don't a little bit surprised that Moramon, one of my favorite paper brands, is making a hard hardbound notebook. So, I've always praised uh, Moramon for their paper quality, probably since the beginning of the Pen Addict. Right, I've always thought that was one of the best papers there was out that on that's on the market but they've only ever come in different types of spiral bound um and then if you count there they have a couple other smaller ring bound and like pad bound type of staple bound type of books but they've never had like a traditional hard bound notebook and they're making one so this is um the nemocene journal notebook it's gonna have 90 gsm paper 120 pages so i'm interested to see how this compares to their regular paper because it's a little bit thicker and anytime you have a paper that's amazing and then you know a brand that you love and they kind of mix in a different like paper mm-hmm. even though this format is is awesome it's like ah, i kind of want to see it make sure it's good so that's kind of where i'm at on these i'm guessing it's going to be good because they have a lot of different paper types that have always been like really really solid the only thing that's a little bit weird about this is they're making it as a limited edition and i guess that's fine if they're going to do a test run to see but like there's no reason these won't do well and hopefully they just become part of the regular rotation but they're doing um how many colors one, two, three, four uh, cover colors for their 20th anniversary limited edition. Um, hopefully we see it. Hope, one, hopefully they're good because I'm very excited that this exists. And two, if they're good, I hope they continue because this has been something I've asked for for probably five or ten years. It's like I would love to have a nice Maramon Nemocene hardcover book. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, this is completely off topic. Nemocene, it always throws me off, the word. Mm -hmm. To Mm -hmm. me, it sounds like something medical. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do you know what it means? I've known many times over the years what it means, and I always forget. The Greek goddess of memory, which is a great idea, but I'm Mm. not... That name is very complicated. It is, and that's why I can't remember it. There's something about about it. I don't know if it's. I think. I think I go to for some reason linoleum. I don't know why. There's what my brain goes. (laughs) Nimacine. I mean, Maraman is is one thing, (laughs) and then yeah, yeah, it goes on. It's hard. Yeah. Plus, it's it's to me, it's less the the name itself than how they use it. It's like for this very particular paper line, like this. Like the the higher end paper because they have different products that don't use the Nemocene name, um, so that's more of a of a weird thing to me. It's almost like, well, we started with this, so now we just got to keep going. I feel like that's yeah. where we're at with this yeah. because most people don't call it that; they just call it the Mormon uh, notebook. So, um, but when someone does say it, I know exactly what they're talking about. So maybe that's a good thing too. So. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I have another, f- a few other new products I wanted to talk about this week because li- I always mention, I mention this every year that February is the time of year where we get like all the new product launches happen and that's exactly what started like the past few weeks 
um, going into this month. This is when everything rolls starts rolling out. So we have a new uh, Kaveco iridescent pen, the Apricot Pearl. I think this is better than the first one, which was kind of like the pearlescent iridescence, right? It was a white mm-hmm. one with the kind of green and purple iridescence. I think this look. I mean, it's just an image so far. I want to see it in person. It, it could fail like in, you know, real light and real life situations. I think the product image of this is so cool. I'm very, very much into this one and I think it's better than, than the previous one. So we'll see how it goes. I do have this one um, coming in to, to check out uh, myself. If and how it says apricot pearl on the flip side of this pen. Mm, yeah, this is the only image I have. So did the last one, I'm trying to think if the last one said iridescent. I don't know if it does say apricot pearl, it's going to be in a different font though. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just how it's going to be, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be like three different fonts on the thing. Uh, kind of like the V-Carb uh, or the Williams um, livery. Lots of different lots of different fonts going on there. So, Do you know, by the um, way, that the first two races of the season are on Saturday, not Sunday this year? I knew the first one was, but I didn't look at first the second two, one. Just, this is your yep. PSA for Formula One fans. PSA. All right. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll definitely mix in some some livery talk uh, when we see these pins. Um, mm-hmm. No one's no one's really doing an apricot pearl uh, livery. They this should. Year, and they should. I know. Someone right. Should. Maybe McLaren. Yeah. Maybe McLaren. This could be the alternate. Maybe this could they be the could shell. do a pearl. Yeah. This could be the golf livery for Yeah. Monica. There you go. Just there you go. Um, the next one. So as cool as the apricot pearl is, this one really caught me off guard because it's one of my favorite brands in Y Studio. They are doing a basically an etched pin. Um, so they're known for their brass barrel pins, right? So mm-hmm. it's a full blast brass barrel. It's a very, you know, it's a good uh, platform for like artwork, etching, things like that. And they've done some interesting limited editions over the years. And this is um, one that it's just, it's it's carved, right? It's carved. So I don't know how many of these they're making. And I was all about it. And I, I did realize it was a uh, $739 pin, which I, I will not be yeah. getting this pin. I don't like it they that much. They have another one too. Did you see the other one? Uh, they have a rollerball one. I saw that. No, they have I'm, two I've linked fountain to the, pens. Okay. In the classic Renaissance series. Oh, so this one I've seen. So this one is the first, this one they've had for a few years. Right. This is a gold leaf overlay. It's beautifully done. I've almost bought this one a couple of times. Um, it's I, I don't think it's as quite as much as this one. I'd have to look. You have the link up. Um, but this one, the price is woof. Like I, there's no way I could pay that much for this pen. Seven hundred thirty-nine dollars. The other one too. So okay. yeah, the both gold that leaf price. one. Yep. Okay. So they did this this dragon, uh, the dragon foil one. I'd have to look. Probably five years ago. It's been a while. I don't remember it being that price when it launched, but maybe now it is. But it's beautiful. I love Y Studio. I love these pins. Hopefully, I get to see one and check them out. I would like to see them in person. Um, so uh, Kenro Industries is the U.S. distributor, so I will see them at various pin shows throughout the year. So hopefully, I'll get to take a look at one of these. Maybe I could uh, pry them for a, a loan uh, of one, but I don't think I would ever add one to the collection. But boy, do I like them. Um, so there's lots of uh, good information on these. If you want to look about like um, the artwork that goes into this, there's lots of details and some videos on how it's made and some just really, really cool stuff. So this is like a very, very cool setup for a pen. I really like this one a lot. 
Um, and the last one, speaking of Kenro, uh, Estherbrook collaborated with Tamanuri Studio to make some limited edition Arushi Estes. They've already pretty much sold out. Uh, as a matter of fact, Mike, the link that was live yesterday is now no longer live because I think they're completely sold out. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I looked um, at it this morning. Yeah, so, so there were two models. Today. Yeah, when I put this in the show notes yesterday, there were two models available. And one of them was sold out and one was still available. And now they just must be completely gone and there's no more picture and there's nothing else for me to talk about <laughs> because all my information is now gone. So uh, they don't exist. You can also ignore this section of the podcast because I've if found you did not page. see these. I okay. found a page on the Estabrook website where they're kind of talking about the Tamanuri. These yeah. are fantastic. But I have a question for you. What is going on with the little base on them? What is happening? What do you there? mean? Like you what can they're stand standing them up them in on to that take little the base thing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but that base is metal. When I was looking at it yesterday, I was like, I not, no, Does no, this I will not screw in uh, to it or something. It's very confusing no, 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 no. I think it's just. I don't think that comes with it. I think that's just. Uh, you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just. Okay. I think that's just something they used. It's probably part of the artisans. Like set up when they're working on the pins, I bet oh, to a degree. Oh, okay. So it's it's. I think it's just. I think it's just a visual. Like, I see. Stand for a picture. It I doesn't. I, it doesn't ship with the they pin. Sit on there. Nor would I. Nor would I ever put my Arushi pin on a metal stand. <laughs> but they these look great, right? So, um, I uh, like. I don't even know the names of them, but there was one that had kind of had some like gold stripes on it and there's one that's more of like a traditional just solid sparkly with some color variation now they looked amazing and they were like 995 dollars i think they were like right around a thousand dollars which like all these pins we're, we've talked about a lot of expensive pins today but a lot of them are craftsmanship based yes like i'm i'm reviewing the uh the Navalori kaku right um you know that's an arushi pin oh you that, got that there's yeah 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 so um, is it too, too that soon out. to get a first impression for you on that? Um, I mentioned it last week, I think, or the week before. I I really really like it. Oh yeah, and I yes, I just sorry. can't I just can't pay six hundred ninety nine dollars for it, right? Like mm. like both of those things can be true. It can be really nice and not for me, right? So that's kind of like the base. I I think it's a good pen. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I kind of want it. I kind of want to see. It's like, hey, can you cut me a deal on this? <laughs> but I don't. I don't think I will. I think it's just too much. Just like, but there's a, clearly a market for this. These Esther Brooks are sold out, right? Like, I mean, yesterday we had an active link to to buy them, and now they're gone. Um, so yeah, there's clearly a market for this type of product. It's just um, you know, in the overarching thing, like that's that's an entire podcast topic. Is like, how do you spend this much this frequently? That's why I get yeah. on Sailor for dropping eleven pins in twenty days that are all you know three hundred dollar plus pins. And the Ninja ones, I didn't even look at the price, but I imagine they're more like five hundred or more. Um, you know, it's just it's a lot for anyone to keep up with. And like I said, it's an entire pod topic of how not to worry about keeping up with the joneses and you know use what you love and it doesn't have to be expensive it could be you know platinum preppy which y'all will catch me raving about you know the platinum preppy purpin up as much as any pin that i have and that was a seven dollar pin right so that's a that's a whole topic for another day we'll save that but um yeah i i love this stuff i love seeing the creativity um i love seeing the art artwork the craftsmanship it's 
it seems like a like just the stationary business as a whole is in a pretty good place that we get all of these smaller things. Like we can talk about Lamy on one hand and like the thousands and thousands of pens that they make um at a at a time and then we can talk about someone who's making something really cool where there's there, there's 20 of them we can talk about them in this in the same context so that's why i like talking about all this stuff mm-hmm. this episode is brought to you by enigma stationery enigma stationery offer unique items made from in-house designs along with top brands and hard to find imported products some of the newest items available over at Enigma Stationery feature the a limited quantity of the 140th anniversary Ebonite Caveco Sport Set, new BGM stickers and washi tape, including a new set of London sticker flakes, perfect for anyone planning to journal mm. about Relay 10 coming up soon. Mm. Uh, even more bags from Kusuguru, including a backpack, pouches and totes, stamp sets from Everyday Explorers, and great 2024 Year of the Dragon items, including four Colorverse inks and a sleepy cat plushie wearing a dragon hoodie. I'm a Year of the Dragon, <laughs> Do you know? Did you know that about me? 1988 uh, was a I dragon. Was a dragon year. I need to figure out what I am. I like that oh. about me. You know that I that I'm a that I'm a dragon. Yeah. This uh the one of these dragon inks that's on the page looks really really cool. It's got it's got some nice shimmer to it. I think it's called like blue dragon glistening silver or something. Yeah. So fun. with that set, they did a base blue. Uh-huh. And then they took that base, and then they did three more colors. I think with oh, a gold shimmer, yeah. a glistening silver gold, shimmer, and a red silver, shimmer. Glistening blue, blue. Okay, not blue, not red, blue. Yeah. So, the, which I think is a kind of a cool concept um, to to have those options. And plus, the way Colorverse does it, they're fifteen milliliter bottles, right? So. Mm-hmm. You're not committed to, you know, like a 50 milliliter bottle of like a shimmer ink that you, you know, you may get bored of. And it's nice to have like the smaller options out there. So that's very cool. And the Kusaguru bags, there are more of those. These are the ones with the funny cats on them. Like those are always super popular. They're really People weird. Those. Good. <laughs> yeah, they're good. <laughs> that's kind of the way to think about it. It's just weird and good. <laughs> and there's a lot of that kind of stuff over at Nick Station, which I like. Like they have the pens that you want, they have the inks that you want. But they also, and like all these fun exclusive items, but they also do a lot of importing of interesting, weird, and wonderful things. Like the stuff that you add to your cart and you're happy you added. Mm-hmm. Like they've, they've got that kind of stuff there too. Yeah. Plus, any any website oh. that has a menu item that says shop by character, like I'm in. Mm. Just count me in. Uh, plus, it's the last call over at Enigma Stationery for 2024 dated items, including Midori and Travelers Company products. If you're looking for, if you've been slow on the uptake of getting your date products, you can still <laughs> it get happens. them. Right. Or you made end. a mistake and you don't like the layout that you were in, which one of my uh, blogging friends uh, did not like, or they had like a job change in the beginning of the year. Hey, they mm. need a better layout. You can still get these 2024s, uh, 2024 planners that are. If you're if you need to make a change early on in the year, it's a good idea. If you want free shipping in the US or discounted international shipping on orders of fifty dollars or more, plus a free gift, head over to enigmastationary.com slash penaddict and use the code penaddict24 at checkout. That's enigmastationary.com slash penaddict to check out all of the new stock that Enigma have, plus a free gift and free US shipping on orders of fifty dollars or more with the code penaddict24. Our thanks to Enigma Stationary for their support of this show and Relay FM. 
All right. Um, I got to go back and look at the show notes because I'm still shopping on Enigma. <laughs> All right. Hang on We're one into OSTPA now, Brad, so I yep. can right. handle this me... ball for you. All right. OSTPA. Hit me. Eric what do we got? writes in and says, I recently took a new job that comes with a pay raise. I want to commemorate it. Hey, do you need it. a new 2024 planner? You can go to Enigma <laughs> yeah, Stationery. Yeah, you probably do. Uh, Sorry. I want to commemorate <laughs> it with a new pen. My current stash is all steel nibs, a couple of Y Studios, a Caran d'Ache 849, and a Monteverde Strata. I like thinner but heavier pens. I can't stand the look of demonstrators. What should I be looking at to celebrate? Wow, that's a that's a tough question. Thin and heavy, a little bit celebratory. Um, you know what's an awesome pen, which I think you can actually get, and this is probably, I don't know, that that hammered sailor that you have, I think they still make that. Oh, um, somewhere yeah. I will have to find, this is terrible of me that I don't have a link. Um, that's like one of the first things that comes into mind because it's number one, it's thin and it has a little bit of extra weight to it. So I think that's pretty neat. A random one that might work. Ah, I might be too wide. God, the thin, the thin's the kicker. I was going to say the Kaveco Supra and you could upgrade that with the gold nib, but I think that's just problematic all around because I think it's probably too wide and then the gold nibs they have, I don't think, are the number six sized. So scratch that one. It's the Boy, Japan this is a tough Blue question. Sailor mm-hmm. from Wancher. Mm-hmm. It was the collaboration between Wancher and Sailor. You can still buy is it on Wancher's a- website. I was thinking so, yeah. It's not cheap. Um, it is, no, 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 no. To me, I see. It's, I should see it in pounds, 400 pounds. But I it's adore, really not bad. adore this pen. Like, the, I think I mean, that's that a, a really good call. Yeah, that's a celebratory type of pen. Yep. Right. Um, trying to think of that. They already have Y Studios. Yeah, that is, this is not easy. I I kind of like that. Um, I think kind of like that sailor because it is yeah. small and it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. And it has a gold nib. So yep. like it's definitely like the step up type of pen. Yeah, like in sizing, and it's like, a non demonstrator. So. Hmm. It's it's kind of a a little bit longer than a standard pro gear, but it's slimmer than one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Sarah says, "I remember a few years ago, Brad, that you broke your dominant wrist. While I remember you talking about how it affected your stationary usage shortly after the injury and during, I don't remember how the long term recovery period went. I mm-hmm. broke my dominant dominant wrist a month ago in a skiing accident. I get my cast off in about a week. I want to know what I'm in for." Yes, yeah, so depending on the severity of the break, so I did not have to have surgery, but I had a pretty bad break. It was like a twist, like in the break. I forget what they call it, like a the, the type of fracture. It was, but I didn't have to have surgery. So it has never affected my writing, and it doesn't affect my day-to-day life. So it's been probably three years now. Um, but I can literally, if I reach over with my left hand and grab my right wrist in a certain area, I can still feel like I can make it hurt. Right. Like if I do something wrong, I will feel it. But on my general day to day life, it's a hundred percent, um, has not affected quality of life or changed anything. I don't really have like lingering dull pain, but if I do something weird, I know that I broke my wrist a few years ago. I was like, Oh yeah, that's why it still hurts. So, um, Mm. It's uh, it's probably always going to be like that, especially given my age, right? Um, you know, that's those things heal fully, 
but there's always this little subtle reminder <laughs> when you do something wrong. It's like, oh yeah, you were a dummy a few years ago. Remember that time? Um, but yeah, it doesn't bother me uh, on day to day. But like, uh, I can literally like right now as I'm talking to you, if I bend it a certain way, I can feel it. Like I can right. make it hurt. Right. Uh, Jordan writes in and says, I've run across a Sailor Dipton ink online mm-hmm. that I believe I would really like. However, it looks like these are intended for dip pen usage. Is there a reason not to fill a converter with a Dipton ink, specifically looking at Dark Cave, if that matters? This is a super good question because not only is this a very specific ink that Sailor has, essentially has a product warning on, This goes into the broader context of pen warranties that most of us don't think about. Like take, for example, Pilot may only warranty your pen for damage if you've only ever used Pilot inks. No one pays attention to that. (laughs) I promise you. This is a little bit of a different case that I kind of would trust sailors. Um warning or would heed the warning a little bit on this one because these are a little bit more saturated highly intense inks um they have two different kinds uh one with shimmer and one with sheen and they made them for these hakoro and hakoro dip nibs and to market them with this as a set as a combination set I think technically, just buy it. I would do it. And you would do it. I would not do it. Oh, okay. This is one of those times where I would actually listen to Sailor and not do that. I'm trying to remember if I have a link that someone tried this and it it really, it's just, it ends up being sticky and gunky and hard to clean out. I I would not do it. Um, it, A lot of times these warnings are overly cautious, right? For you know, legal and warranty reasons, especially from large companies. Mm-hmm. I I think this one I would heed. Yeah. <laughs> this one, I, I'm not putting this no, in. I just feel like if you really like it, feed. just buy a dip nib and have fun with it. But yeah, but don't, don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't. If they tell you yeah. for a reason, like, yeah, there is a reason. Yeah. They would love you to be able to buy this and use it in any pen that you want because then they would sell more bottles of it. But yeah. They're aware, exactly. like, they they would not be willing to put this in the warranty of their pens, right? They're not going right. to do that, and that tells you something. Yep. Uh, final question comes from Tyler, who says, I'm curious how good the pass-through is on the Apple Vision Pro for handwriting. I love taking notes by hand, and I'm wondering if I'll still be able to do so while wearing a Vision Pro, or if the camera or screen resolution isn't good enough for it. So I tested this out before the show today. Mm-hmm. For me, at least, I can very clearly read my handwriting, but I can't get too close to the page because then it goes out of focus for me. You mean visually? Like you can't visually get too close to the page? If I get too close, and this is the same for anything. If I put something too close to the Vision Pro, I can't read Mm -hmm. it. And this might be a a consequence of me actually using prescription lenses in the Vision Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that there's just something about like the cameras and what they're trying to show you. But if I just use like if I'm just sitting up straight and writing on my Sidekick notepad, I can read what I'm mm-hmm. writing clearly. Plus, I think the bigger benefit is the 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 latency is so low that you don't even notice it. Like the latency so, is so low, it does feel like you're looking through it. So.
so just for clarifications for people yeah. who not may not be uh, familiar with the Vision Pro, the pass through yeah. comment is is seeing what's actually in the real world, yes. like on your desk, your pad, yes. through the Vision Pro Correct. Uh, screen, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Now you're so looking, you're, what you're looking through is cameras, right? So they have cameras right. on the front of the product. And so like the image typically is a little grainy, like you're looking in low light. Um, and that's because they prioritize um, latency over everything else. So the image okay. quality isn't as good. So like there, there are... Uh, videos of people playing like table tennis wearing the Vision Pro. Okay. Which is kind of incredible if you think about it. Like the the latency that you would need. Like basically what you're seeing through the like in your eyes is what's happening outside, but it's going through a camera and a computer to get to you. Interesting. And they're able to to handle that. Like it's work it's the latency's so low they're able to play. Correct. Gotcha. Wild. That's wild. Yep. Yeah, interesting. So I haven't really thought about it um, from from that aspect. Um, yeah, that's cool. I like it. If you would like to send in a question of your own for a future episode of the show, please go to penaticfeedback.com. You can send in your questions for RSTPA. You can also send in your follow-up there as well if you have any that you'd like to send in about the show. Thank you so much to everybody that does that each and every week and similarly thank you to our sponsors of this week Squarespace and Enigma Stationery for their support and thank you for listening if you want to find Brad online please go to penaddict.com where you can find his wonderful work uh, all of his writing and the writing of many talented others who contribute to Pen Addict. you can go to spokedesign.com for Brad's products you can find Brad online he is at Pen Addict, and you can also find him on twitch.tv slash penaddict three times a week streaming stationary mm-hmm. goodness uh, you can find me online i'm at imike i am yake you can find my products at cortex brand uh, sidekick notepad is a year old today from when nice. we first put it on sale so congratulations and we're out of stock for the first time <laughs> happy anniversary you, you can't have one thank you well what this is t- kind of timed out just right i went and approved a <laughs> uh, shipment today so we'll have more nice. stock in about 10 days because we're flying some of them over additional cost to us so people can get them as soon as possible because that's what I care about and then we're putting the rest on a boat and we're going to send them Uh, but yeah we also Brad we have paper packaging now nice for the sidekick notepad so no longer we're not using um, shrink wrapping anymore for it good we have a book wrap a paper book wrap which I'm really excited about so oh that'll be neat yeah and I want to try and roll that out to other stuff but that's going to take a little bit more time but for the sidekick notepad we were able to do it so I'm excited about that love it thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and we'll be back next week until then say goodbye Brad goodbye Brad (laughs) 